podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for $1. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Good evening, it is a Monday night, it is the Day Trippers, it is the club, um, and we are live to you tonight in association with the Pitchball Football Fan App, giving the fans a voice, get your free download on the App Store and Google Play Store. Um, tonight we've got in with us, um, we've got Gar, how's it going Gar? Hey, mate, you alright? Yeah, good, good, uh, nice bit of memorabilia up there on the wall. Nice stuff. Um, we've got a pair of Lawsons, um, which I think trumps a pair of Aces. But anyway, a pair of Lawsons. <laughs> um, we've got Shawnee FC. How are you doing, Shawnee? I'm in Dick, are you, mate? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. And we've got Paddy fresh from his first ever Father's Day. How's it going, Paddy? <clears throat> not bad, Dick. Oh, not bad. All good. Excellent. Right. We are going to um, look back at the Merseyside derby and... <laughs> The stalemate that was, um, and in fairness, has been um, at Goodison Park quite a few times um, over recent years. We've just managed to sneak a few results there with uh, some memorable goals um, in, in games gone by. But um, we're going to look back at the at the game, um, Klopp selection. We're going to pick out a couple of players in Cater and Minamino, who everyone was quite looking forward to seeing uh, what they would produce. Uh, we'll get into um, the best goalkeeper in the world um, and we'll look ahead uh, to uh, upcoming fixtures, obviously Palace and City, uh, the big ones that lie ahead. And I think, Shawnee, there's a few words to say on Jamie Carragher at some point um, throughout the next hour or so. So, um, look, it was um, it was kind of a bit of what we'd seen from other games. Um, you know, uh, people... Um, not really known what to expect. We'd seen a bit from uh, the Bundesliga, La Liga. We'd seen some early Premiership games, teams struggling to get into the stride. Um, so in some ways, it was kind of uh, what we should have expected. But one thing we mightn't have expected, uh, Sean, I'll start with you, was uh, was the team. Um, what was your, you know, 
I was quite shocked, you know, now before the game, um, especially with Robbo and Salah, you know, integral parts, not there. What was your initial thoughts when you seen it? Yeah, I was shocked because, to be honest, uh, my initial thought before like the football came back and we seen like the block of games and needing two wins, I was thinking maybe he's going to um, go full tilt for the first three games. And earlier during the week, last week, there was murmurings that Salah wasn't fit and he was going to be missing. But then Klopp said in the in the press conference that he had no issues with anyone and he expected everyone to fit. He wasn't going to rule anybody out. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I, was, I, was, I was thinking, oh, geez, look, we're out of front three. I think the only game that happened already this season was that um, Old Trafford. And I was thinking, oh, do you know what? We still should have too much for this because, look, the, the, we're 42 points ahead of everything in the table. So I was thinking we'd have too much for them. And then I was excited to see Minamino and Kate in the lineup, but um, yeah, it was it was it was a very disjointed performance, and I think it's kind of obvious why without having to overanalyze it. Yeah, yeah. Agar, one of the big surprises really was um, Joel Matip um, getting in ahead of um, Gomez. Um, no one really saw that coming. What was your thoughts around that, particularly as we're essentially then making kind of two changes to the back four, really? I know Sean, he's just touched on a bit of it. A lot of it will come down to sports science, uh, lads' training measures, the metrics that have gone in, the, the mileage lads have put up since they've been back. So, And, and the sports scientists will, will obviously communicate with Klopp. And he always says it in his interviews as well, doesn't he? He always alludes to, to uh, the science guys. And, and I'm sure, you know, Matip's probably looks very good since since he's come back trying in France. Um, didn't think he did that and that wrong yesterday. Um, I think I think it was the later substitutions that uh, that put the skids in a bit. But anyway, that's that's probably for a later discussion. Anyway, um, yeah. it, it, to me, it comes down to sports science. Um, it comes down to uh, as Shawnee said, you, you would have thought it had gone all out on you know got the got the points in the bag and then you know played around from there. Um, just the, the the loss of Robbo and Salah really upset the structure and 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 how we play. Um, the the fulcrum wasn't right. Um, it was really strange like, to watch at times. Mm. Yeah, I mean the irony obviously is that uh, Matip ends up you know getting an injury. He's been someone who has been uh, injury prone at times uh, throughout his Liverpool career and. Um, you know, the fact that he goes from obviously something showed that Matip is ahead of Gomez and it's actually Matip who goes off injured, which uh, kind of, uh, it's a bit of a strange one really in some ways. But but Paddy, someone's just come in there with a comment, Jono, um, just saying, um, you know, we should be going with our uh, full strength side basically uh, to get this job done and then start thinking about rotation. Um, Klopp's approach to me seems to be that um, he's taken this in a kind of cautious way, um, particularly given Everton a little bit of respect, I thought, as well, in some in some ways there yesterday. What, what, I mean, look, we, we've learned to trust Klopp at this point and trust that the people behind the scenes are feeding into his decision-making um, and it all works out in the end. Like, are you fairly 
comfortable with the fact that we won't necessarily see, we might even see full strength against uh, Palace on Wednesday necessarily? The only thing we could look at from looking at the game the other day is if could Milner have been carrying something into the game to cover for Robinson anyway, and that's why probably Gomez didn't start as to come in for cover for, for Milner if he started Matip and uh, obviously Virgil said the half. But looking like a lot of people would say the last couple of derbies have been kind of a stalemate, as you were saying earlier on. It's always a last minute goal that kind of turns the tide either way. Same at Liverpool, United games, it's kind of touchy feely kind of game, and it's always a last minute winner, or it's either it's either cagey or it's it's all one sided. And I think yesterday showed it was a multitude of things. No, no fans is a big factor for everything and Liverpool, of course. But I think it's, um, as you were saying, the sports science side comes into it and it's more down to players, like basically they've been doing yoga for 13 weeks in the houses and not being out <laughs> full tilt, which is kind of, it's, it's it, for the likes of Kate and Minamino and stuff like that, like Kate is, it's, it needs, as Shani was saying, he needs a run of games to get going. And that's his biggest test as a Liverpool player coming up, but I don't think we'll see a full side, side uh, full strength side till we get to City. And if if it all comes down to it that we need to win at win at City, I think you'll see all the, the big guns out, as he'd say. Not saying that Keita didn't hold his own and Minamino was whipped off after 50-odd minutes. And I think that's down to uh, sports science. But again, as you were saying, like I'm, I'd always trust what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know what's being said or who's doing what, but I think people need to realise they need to trust this manager and everything that's going on behind the scenes and they're doing what's best for the club. They see the players day in, day out and they put out the best 11 on the day. We've seen highlights of the behind closed doors game against Blackburn. Apparently Minamino and Keita were unplayable, so that has to bow it into it as well. And mm. Like uh, we were hearing that Salah had a knock during the week and he mightn't start. So listen, we're, we're to build on next year. And now I'm jumping ahead, but to build on next year, you need to plug these lads in, and it's a couple of games that have to be done. So look, there's no better place to do that in a day in a derby with no atmosphere. And let's be honest, everything they weren't brilliant, but they done their job. They done what they had to do, and they got the result at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, you touched there on the atmosphere. Um, obviously, that's that's a big factor. Um, you know, Phil was alluding to it last week um, when we spoke and we were doing the preview that actually by Everton not having fans in the stadium might actually do them a, a bit of a favour. Um, mm-hmm. Shawnee, in terms of the approach, one thing they did lay on for us, though, was a beautiful porter cabin. Um, <laughs> yeah. Top of the top of the range, no expense spared. Um, it's probably up there with the expense of the Cladden to um, to to block out the view of uh, the new main stand. Um, yeah. What did you What did you What did you make of the whole um, the whole kind of atmosphereless um, game and experience? Now, now as a Liverpool fan, we've seen it with other teams. What did What What was if like? How did it affect your viewing? See, I've been watching the football since I came back in like with the Bundesliga and with the sound off now I find it it's nearly unwatchable mm. like the fake set crowd sounds don't mind me but one thing I noticed was the teams with their more technical ability and quality would just bowl over teams no matter where they played and to be honest that's sort of how 
I expected it to play out yesterday. But if I'm being honest, I actually think I thought everything were good yesterday. I thought they were very, very well set up, well drilled. They looked like an Ancelotti team yesterday for the first mm, time mm. that I'd seen them. It, they were difficult to play against. And then in the end, they nearly snatched a, a win off as akin to how Ancelotti done it when he was managing Napoli. Um, t- if I'm being hypercritical, the biggest takeaway yesterday for me was that screamed to me yesterday what we need to do in the summer in terms of incomings. Because not having a naturally left-sided cover for Robertson killed us yesterday. It really mm. did. Now, I don't mind Minamino playing out wide because I know he did it quite a bit at Salzburg and he's a different type of wide player to Mo Salah. Mm. But so much of their play comes from the, the full-backs and Trent yesterday, everything were able to, to, to double up on him because we hadn't got a right winger who was pinning their fullback to the corner, whereas I think Holgate and the Dinya were able to, to just block Trent completely. But the, the big the big facet of Trent's play is that switch ball that he can do. Mm. But Milner wasn't there. So we hadn't got that outlet. And that's how no. we stretch teams. That's we you find us stretching teams all the time with that Doyag in the play. If you look look back at the game in Anfield, I think three of our goals came from that in the first half. Yeah. Trent just doing that diag and killing him. But that ball wasn't on for him all day. So he had to go short and go inside. So we do seem a little bit one-dimensional. And the area areas that I'd look at. Oh, we lost Shawnee there mid-flow. <laughs> we'll catch back up with you <laughs> in a little while. Um, Gar, I mean, what, what I guess what Shawnee was getting at there was um, the the... the the disruption, the fact that we've got a formula that's kind of tried and tested at this stage and is kind of almost as reliable on anything as the, uh, as relies on as uh, the fullbacks as much as anything. Once one of those two is out the picture, it changes a lot, doesn't it? She always, you're right. You, you saw in regards of, I suppose, left full Milner, you know, he, he is what he is. Let's, let's be honest here. Um, you saw with, with, with Salah missing yesterday, we were really different in, in, in the way our front three approached the game. Minamino was different. He was dropping in centrally a lot. Um, you know, as, as a boy, you know, there was a lot of talk. I think, I think someone, I think someone who you're going to talk about later on mentioned that, you know, the, our front three played very na- narrow at times. But if you look at a lot of our games, they're often uh, that you'll find Mane or Salah really, really wide. Hmm. And and the 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 reason being, um, you know, listen, you know, Carragher's played professionally, but the reason being they they pull wood. You're going to pull the fullbacks out straight away. You're going to upset the shape of the team. So you're going to get little divots in there for either crosses to go in, or you're going to get the midfield popping in there to play a ball. In, you know, Firmino's role within that system when we do pull fullbacks out as well is is so so crucial. And yesterday when he was getting on the ball. It, it seemed like there was no one available. It seemed like there was no one on that wavelength to him. Um, I thought Keita and Minamino were good. Um, got on the ball a bit, but but nothing ever happened when we got into that final tour. I know uh, Minamino had a, had a shot that went wide, but nothing really happened. There was nothing, you know, we, we, there was nothing elusive from us up, up, up that front. You know, uh, Firmino probably should score that chance he goes through it. 
um, or, or lay it off to his left hand side. But yes, I don't know. Shawnee wants to talk about Caragalla. He now he, after that pre match interview, he he did talk about us uh, being a very narrow on our front trailer. But we're not always narrow. The two the two front three, Salah and Mane, generally go a lot wide to give mm. us gaps centrally, or as we said for for Robertson and Trent to whip in crosses, or and a lot of them crosses are very low crosses at times as well. Don't forget because we don't get a lot of head across, uh, goals from them. Yeah, I mean it was it was just it was disjointed. But I suppose the the two players that uh, everyone was looking out for, Paddy was. Um, Cater and Minamino because you know there's an element of this being a pre-season to some extent because of the fact that you know we'll, we will get there by hook or by crook just a case of how many games it's going to take so a lot of the focus on the fans is going to be on some of these players that were looking to make a contribution did, did one of them stand out more for you than the other would you say or were they kind of much of a muchness I'd seen a couple of shouts going around for Kade as man of the match. Thought that was a bit, bit much, but however, uh, I thought he was decent on the ball, a bit bright. Um, I thought Minamino was trying to get himself involved, but I, I don't think it, obviously the occasion didn't get to them. But I think if the crowd was there, I don't think you would have seen either of them if everyone was fit. Um, they didn't really stand out. I thought Minamino did very well to win the ball back for one of the chances we had that I think Bobby should have rolled out to Kate on the outside or Firmino, one or the other, and he just snapped at the shot. Um, it, it's, 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 it is kind of good in a way that we have these, these games to bet these lads in and to give them give them a, a proper goal. Like, I know it's not full tempo, but it is still, they are still Premier League games and every, everyone is saying it is a glorified uh, pre-season. But, I'm looking at them yesterday, they look like they're, they're up to doing the, the, the hard yards, as they call it, and getting involved. And like the, the big gulf that everyone talks about, people dropping off if one of the front three isn't there, or dropping down to the likes of Origi and Shakiri and Minamino seems to be a little bit of a step above them too. I know Origi has scored some very important goals for us and stuff like that. But that's what we're looking to do. We're looking to build to get players into the squad and make the squad bigger. As the lads were saying, the WhatsApp group earlier on, City's bench... It's just outrageous. And yeah, it is. Yeah. As Shani was saying earlier on the WhatsApp, if City get manned out of Europe and and they're not in the Carabao Cup or whatever it is, they'll just be playing one game a week next year. Yeah, Could you yeah. imagine a full-strength City squad with that bench? Now, I know we're talking about City, but like this is what we're getting at here. Is we need, as Shani was saying before he got really interrupted, um, a, show <laughs> the, a show of the gulf in what we need to improve on for next season and what we need to bring in I think we've done the right thing in getting Minamino in and Kate and it's about getting them up to strength and keeping Kate fit if he's going to be in around the squad and getting Lovren out the door and getting more another centre half as, as backup right can I, just, can I just add to what I was saying yeah, yeah. I think I it, mean Garth's also there for you but go on we'll let you we'll let you go <laughs> Um, it's horses for courses kind of thing. Like, it, 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 what it did yesterday a little bit is made me think about Tim Werner again. Like, mm. how perfect of an alternative he would have been because mm. we have no like for like for Salah or Mane. Like, Origi is a different type of player to both of them, and Minamino is a different type of player to both of them as well. We need someone who can get in behind, and it just. Werner would have been absolutely perfect for us. So we do we do need someone of that ilk who can get behind defences like that. 
just mm. to give us that option so we don't miss it. Like this is going all the way back to the final in Kiev. When Salah yeah. went off in Kiev, yeah. we completely yeah. lost our, our offensive shape. Yeah. Now, I think I think the I think what we've got to remember as well is that um just to go back to what uh, Paddy was saying there about next season. We, we're gonna, we're not gonna be able to get away with draws, too many nil-nil draws next season. We are gonna, we're, we're gonna have to be able. Now we've done it brilliantly this season. You know, Klopp's become a master of finding the answers to the problems, particularly through the course of a game. But if you don't have the players to come, you know, off the bench, um, we are gonna drop points. And I think you know the bar will be back. In the nineties next season, most definitely, if you want to retain yeah. that yeah. league. So I think you've got a good point, Shawnee, in saying that you know losing uh, losing Timo Werner now um, asks some serious questions about what business we're going to be prepared to do in the summer. And it's like City won't drop off. I know it looks like they are going to lose Sane, and I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't look at anyone else because. To win Iron, you needed the top centre half and a goalkeeper. And I don't think anyone else in the league, bar as ourselves in City, have that. Yeah. Um, Kate brought a little bit of something different yesterday because let's be honest, like it's not a drag on the three boys that play in the midfield. I know Twitter goes mad with the style of midfielder that we play, but we play with three yard dogs in the middle. Now they're all technically have ability and Kate gives us that little bit of something different. He does break the lines and get forward and try to push the game on. But we just need, we're going to need, like, every year since Klopp come in, this, the squad has evolved in some way or another, whether it's game management, whether it's Alisson and Van Dijk coming in, whether it's just being more savvy to, to game situations. I think we'll need to evolve again next year if we're going to go on and be successful again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, God, the, the the other aspect of this now is that um, that was one disappointing performance, shall we say, one disappointing result in some respects um, because, you know, you kind of think you should be able to beat Everton. But at the same time, um, we've got some tricky fixtures ahead, haven't we? We've got Palace coming up, we've got City coming up. So um how do you see this in terms of team selection playing out? Do you expect still to see plenty of minutes for the likes of Cater and Minamino, or do you think he tries to just get this thing done now, having kind of experimented to some extent in that first game? Yeah, I think I think yes, it was your your game to play around with if if you did aim them because Palace have been very very good lads. Let's not forget pre pre COVID and obviously you got a good result the other day. They were very very well set up um, as 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 Paul's and Shawnee touched on it earlier. We're not giving Everton the credit that you know they should have got yesterday. They were really mm. good in, in their shape in, in in what they did and. And Shawnee touched on the, the the Napoli thing as well. They came out late and they could have got a winner for it. You know, so they, yeah. they did what they wanted to do yesterday. And Palace w- will be a bit more rigid like that, but a bit more pace on the flanks as well. Not let's not forget. Um, so I, I see I see him going back probably as 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 strong as possible for the next two games. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the the same one is nailed on. We know Klopp will revert in big games. He he generally you know. Let's not dismiss it. Everything is usually a big game, but for City, you see him going as strong as possible. And I think you'll see his midfield tree in there. There'll be no playing around there. Yeah. Just back towards... Sports science, obviously. 
Yeah, I mean, just getting back to the back end of the game. Um, in some respects, the last 20 games had a lot more uh, talking points um, than, than the first 70. Um, and not really for the right reasons. I mean, obviously Everton get themselves uh, in some positions to win the game. Um, and, you know, we've mentioned Carragher a couple of times. I mean, he thought at the end that Everton deserved the three points. I thought that was a bit of a stretch personally. But what we did have um, was uh, the best goalkeeper in the world back between the sticks. And um, yet again, um, he's proved his worth there. I mean, for me, uh, it's that combination again of um, I've I've got to somehow be perfect to beat this fella. Um, and I'm talking more about the rebound from Tom Davis and obviously Gomez gets the nick. But I think that, I think Alisson's in his head. I mean, how big is it to have this fella back, Paddy? I think it's actually monumental that he's back and it's good to see him back. I think um, the challenge from Gomez does take it away from goal as well. But I think that you can even see it in the back four when he's behind him, the, the calmness that's in there. And it's just the... It's just that, like there's another barrier behind them. He, again, I know the back four are solid and that they've been outstanding this year. But he gives that that little bit of solidity as well behind them. And obviously we, we can't hear because of the crowd noise filtered in. But I can imagine if there wasn't crowd noises filtered in, you'd hear him screaming and giving a, a lot of direction as much as Van Dyke and, and uh, Henderson. Uh, myself and Sean were watching the game yesterday and we were only saying that Henderson was bollocking people out of it. Henderson looked up the scratch of anybody out of fourth eleven. Did yeah. look on it. Yeah, he yeah. looked like he was pushing players around and trying to get around the pitch and make us go to another level. But like, if you compare Allison to Jurassic Park, Jordan Pickford, little arms, like it was night and day. Like even at one stage, Pickford just started launching the ball seventy yards up the pitch to no one. Hmm. And like in, in fairness, like Allison's distribution is, is a different level. But like. We see that we have probably the best keeper in the world at our disposal now, and when we don't have him, it's it's a cog out of a well-oiled machine. Same with Robertson missing, or Van Dijk, or Matip, or, or Gomez, or Trent missing. It's a back five that is, is doing really, really well at the moment, and if one part is missing, it's not up to 100% like it normally is, and we've seen that in the Atletico game. One, one slip of concentration, and it's game over at the top level. And if it wasn't for yeah, if it wasn't for Allison yesterday, I think the same thing. I think uh, I can't remember who it was who had a shot in the six yard box and bounced it straight straight off him in the six yard box. Doesn't look like much, but he, he has to be in the right position to for it to bounce off him. So I think yesterday he showed again that he is number one for a reason and he he is top 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 class. Yeah, I mean it was going through my mind in the first half in particular like that. He he was just. He had nothing to do, you know, he, he he was, you could see him kind of, you know, just kind of, he wanted to get involved. You could tell he wanted to get involved. Um, you could tell he was ready to uh, to pull off a save at any moment. It's just something about him, isn't it? When you've got that behind, yeah, you just know that, you know, that it's almost going to have to be the perfect shot to go and goal. Um, and to be fair to Everton, um, I think they've got their DVD cover now of uh, Tom Davis hitting the post um, mm-hmm. season. That'll make their DVD. Um, so that was as close as they got. But for me, a lot of what was going on in those last 15 minutes 
was a direct result of Dejan Lovren being on the pitch. And I know, you know, this isn't about kind of singling fellas out and, but sometimes you just got to call a spade a spade and, 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 you know, not, not pussyfoot around what was going on in front of your eyes. Um, but he just, his, his efforts to try and recover a mistake just gets worse and worse and worse. I mean, when he was put on his ass there, it was just complete embarrassment. I mean, Shawnee, uh, I mean, what, what, what does this fella have to do to learn? Like that, he just needs to do the basics. Just stick to the basics. It's it's mad because if you'd have thrown Keanu Hilver in there yesterday and he played like that, he could be excused. You know what I mean? He's a young lad trying to impress. I don't think he would do that though. I don't think any player would is Dejan Lovren. I think he must hit nearly have a hundred caps for for Croatia. Croatia. Mm-hmm. Like, he he's played numerous amount for well, numerous amount of top clubs around Europe. World Cup final, yeah, in a World Cup yeah. final. He as a centre half, you don't have to go and win everything. Mm. You don't have to always challenge. Sometimes you just need to to see how. From the day he signed for Liverpool, he has struggled with the likes of Ashley Barnes, Chris Woods, Dominic Calvert Leon has given him problems at Anfield when he's playing for everything. They just targeted him. He came on, I think, around 70-minute mark and mm. everything was down that left side. Mm. And <laughs> it was diabolical. That right-hand side, sorry, he was diabolical. You seen at Watford, Bambi on ice. I called time on Lovren last year against Newcastle. It was probably the worst centre-half performance I've seen from a Liverpool player ever. Van Dijk basically played centre-back on his own that day. He killed us. He caused mm. panic. He just causes panic wherever he goes. He's the last remnants of uh, Rogers Liverpool on this side for me. Mm-hmm. He's the, the last skeleton in the closet. And he has to go. I don't give a bollock when people say, oh, he's four-choice centre-half. Well, put it this way. He's four-choice centre-half. We nearly finished that game yesterday. We're all four centre-halves on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Three, yeah. Or four, three of our four centre-halves were on the pitch come 90 minutes yesterday. Yeah. That's the problem. It's not a quality issue, I don't think. It's a personnel issue at centre-back that we have because Gomez has been unlucky with impact injuries and Matip strikes me as the type of fella who, who won't play if he has any sort of niggle. Mm. And Robin is another one who will be... He goes off for a niggle and he's out for seven or eight weeks. They're not dependable. He, they're, they're, they're just not dependable. And it's... It, well, lucky. You, you will go back... You just go back... Forget about Van Dijk. Well, luckily we have Alisson behind them because if if you manage to beat one of the centre-halves in the battle, then you have to have the way to go and do Alisson in the net. Mm. And nine times out of ten, Alisson makes it look easy. But as far as Lovren, he's a lost cause. He's well past the sell-boy date as far as Liverpool goes. And I don't think he can be helped, to be honest. And hopefully we see him moved on in the summer. Yeah, I mean, he's almost gone uh, previously and it just, you're right, what you're saying there, Shawnee, four, fourth centre, four choice centre back, but at the end of the day, that means law of averages, he's going to have some kind of appearance and potential negative impact in about eight to ten games yeah, yeah. in a season. And that's just, with the small margins, I think we'll have to continue to operate on 
um, next season. Right if, right, if that's a kid in schoolboy football, right, you're, yeah. you're getting rid of that kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not being, I'm not being bad here, but you're, get, you're going to replace him. And end the story. Yeah, you might even look to the, the age group below you if you can't sign the player to see if there's a better player to bring in. Yeah, you're looking at you're looking at, you're really looking stuck. at it's it's not good enough. It's not good enough for for where we we are where at and where we want to go. And mm. we've got you know fitness issues as Johnny just touched on with two of our centre halves that are supposedly ahead of him. You can't rely on this guy. Yeah, and it's been shown time and time again. Yesterday, there's two times and he's watching a ball coming through the air. He's not even watching the player in front of him and Calvert Lewin, and he runs into him and he falls. Look, that's that's ludicrous. Yeah, I know. This guy know. is playing years of professional football. It's just not right. But he can come on with five minutes to go and give away two dangerous free kicks. It's just you know not I mean? right. It's not right at all, mate. It's it, it, mm. it, it's it's beyond, you know, this guy needs to go. And I mean, I'm not telling Klopp how to do his job, but surely mm. there's a kid in there who can do a better job than that. Yeah. He is literally the last... I think, you, you know, Shawnee makes a great point. He is literally that last player who yeah. um, has... You know, we've had a few of them down the years, um, you know, and we've we've moved them on. He's the last one that's a real problem. You know, we can we can talk and debate about Henderson. We can talk and debate about Cater. We can talk and debate about Minamino, various players, but not players who have such a negative impact to the game who can can, can basically cost us a game. Um, he's probably the Left. Sorry, Dick. I tell you how bad it is. When you see his name on a team sheet, you say to yourself, "Fuck me, we're in for a long ninety minutes yeah. if he starts." Yeah. And that's that's. I know we like we try not to fucking downgrade Liverpool players and all, but when you see his name on a team sheet, you just you put your head down and say, "Fuck me, this can't be a long night." And other teams come to Anfield or we play them away, they see his name on the team sheet and they rub their hands and say, "Lovely, yeah. this yeah. fucking yeah. idiot's playing." Don't go and go near Van Dijk. Let's pull over to this fucking agent and get a bit of joy out of him. And that's exactly what happens anytime you play anyone. Yeah, it does need to be addressed because you're thinking there, people are always going on off with an injury, a long-term injury to one of the, the wide players. we struggle. That's true. We're fairly stacked in midfield. But I think every season since clubs come in, there's been a period of games where we've been absolutely fucked at centre-back. Um, I think... It was 17, 18. Genie Wine Allen played centre back away to Brighton. Yeah. 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 In the back three, yeah. 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 Ages last year where Fabinho went in yeah. as centre back. And even, even at this point, that, we've had Chan playing centre yeah. back. It, yeah. happens, yeah. it happens quite regularly. Around Christmas time this year, we were slim pickings. When we went to the when we went to the Club World Cup, Henderson played centre back in the, mm. the, the yeah. So it, it it's that's a persistent issue. Like it, it needs is. to be looked at, and we yeah. don't need to spend mad money. There's people throwing names in there, the likes of Ake and all. Like you look at Yang Batongan as our contract next, mm-hmm. next mm-hmm. month. Yeah, you, you can't tell me you, if Yang Batongan won't come and play for Liverpool as a backup, where he can cover left back and centre back. It's just about being clever. We need to move Lovren on because the money he's on, and with COVID, I think it could. Be. And Klopp will use him if he's there. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah, you could probably you could probably write a list of even centre backs in the Premier League. You could write a list of ten 
quite quickly who would be upgrades on Lovren as a fourth. Duffy and Shane piece. Duffy off uh, Yoke would be an upgrade on Lovren. And exactly. I bet that's no disrespect. That's the level. Duffy. Yeah, but that's the level yeah. where he is. Well, Shane Duffy's real bust and he'd be beside Van Dyke and Van Dyke could probably bring him on as a centre half. But Duffy doesn't, oh. like, he's a big lump, but he just doesn't. I'd have Clavan back. <laughs> The players look to the captain. The captain looks to the manager. And the manager looks to you. It's time to be heard. Pitch is the new app that gives football fans the voice you deserve. Get your views sent straight to media pundits, commentators on the club you love. From dodgy penalties to rating match performance, make your opinion count. The manager's looking to sub him off, and the fans agree. Download the Pitch app for free today. Be heard. Quicker than Lovren. I'm not even I agree joking. With you, yeah, I agree with you. I'm not even joking. Honest to God. It's mad. Because they know, they know Claren is not going to pull up any trees, but he's not going yeah. to fucking sell it down the river at some stage. If you put he's Clavin, not Brian Farr, Shawnee. His position is really good. Yeah. You know, he, he's he's capable. He, he's able to do his job. Like, yeah. Lovren just blows my mind. Yeah. People talk How- about being a front foot at centre half. Like he's fucking near, he's not about 40. He should have bags of energy in the south at this place. Like, he, yeah, I mean, look, we, we moved Moreno on, and that was kind of like our uh, second last kind of problem child. This, this really is down to the last one now at this stage. Um, so yeah, look, we, I think for me overall, it was disappointing because we had you know, the anticipation of coming back. I guess we should have been a little bit more pragmatic in some of our uh, thoughts on this. Everton is never an easy proposition. The one thing, I, you know, I think some of you have touched on it there in summarising the game. You know, Ancelotti, uh, he's given us problems at Napoli. And, you know, for me, next season, those two games against Everton are going to be tricky. You know, coming out with four points next season mightn't be a bad thing um, in the in in the final analysis. So um, I think certainly he's going to provide us in the years to come um, with a much sterner test, um, assuming he sticks around for a few years. So um, I think I think the the Merseyside derby is going to be a bit of a tricky one for 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 the next few seasons. I don't think we're going to necessarily have it all our own way um so that's that look that's Everton that's some of the performances some of the some of the okay ones um you know I think the goalkeeper for me was a bit of a standout because he, he as usually stands up um you know we know we know the, the player who made the biggest uh negative impact on the pitch but we'll move on to Wednesday um like this is this now. We've seen City tonight. We've seen they've closed the gap by five points, um, down to a mere twenty. Am I right saying it's a mere yeah, 20, twenty? Yeah. Okay, so, um, so there's going to be a few nervous people out there. <laughs> Probably not not any of us around here. But um, Palace now they come off a good result. Um, you know. They've, they're the last team to have won at Anfield. Um, they've given us a few scares. Um, we've had some, you know, uh, bad times at Sellers Park. What are you expecting, Shawnee? Um, 
expecting much of the same, pretty much the same type of game that we get off Palace all the time. Uh, I think Palace love the smell of themselves against us. They always feel like they can get a result, uh, whether it's at Selhurst or, or Anfield. I think they're the last team to actually beat us at Anfield in the league. Um, yep. So there's always added incentive there. And they do, they do have dangerous players. And look, Hodgson didn't walk out at us, but the man is 70 odd years, years of age. And he's in football a very, very long time at the top level because he is a decent coach. And Wednesday is going to be a tough game. Uh, you, you think Wednesday under the lights at Anfield is, is a bit magic, but that oh, mistake is gone. It's not there now. So, yeah. uh, while we're betting on quality, and you just have to hope that we're a little bit sharper than we were yesterday. It, look, this is all understandable. We, we, with a hundred days of football, it's a full break we, we've had. So, mm. to expect us to be in top gear is maybe a bit naive, but we'll have to be on it on Wednesday to get a result. Mm. Uh, and Paddy, um, I, the one thing I didn't appreciate, uh, you know, there's a few teams who've really got nothing to play for, but Palace have got something to play for. They're actually within touching distance of a potential Champions League place. Um, you know, teams ahead of them aren't necessarily the strongest. Um, four points off a potential Champions League spot. They're dangerous opponents, aren't they? Palace, when in recent years, obviously since the, the the game we won't talk about, yeah, have become like I've become air bolted like years ago. No matter what team we have or whatever, they just seem to turn up when they play us. They just like your man Jordan, I you turns into fucking Pele up top, and <laughs> you know, turns into drug button. It's just like it's in fairness, as Shani's saying, like Hodgson is a good coach and they're a well drilled team. And we seen yesterday that. Everything were well drilled. Everything obviously had been working on the training ground and there's nine men behind the ball and trying to disrupt how he played and cut off the channels and stuff like that. And Palace won't be far off that. But the difference that Palace have is Palace are decent, are a very, very good side. Wouldn't be far off the likes of United and Spores in, in, in that regard as to how good they can play football and how quick they can turn it around. Benteke is a big lad, big, powerful, strong lad. Oyu is a very, very, very good player on his day, as I said. And it's just about, on the day, we just have to turn up and get the job done. Like, Zaha can be hit and miss when he turns up. Um, it's just, it, it's down to, it's, it's, it is down to us. It, it's down to, obviously, the players' attitudes won't change, but let's be honest, 100 days without playing ball, if it had been season, the season had it kept rolling on the way it was rolling, I think it would have steamrolled Everton in front of a home, in front of our home fans. I think it would have steamrolled Palace at home in front of the air fans going over the league. I think it would be a totally mm. different, uh, totally different ball game as such. But I think we credit where credit is due. Palace are, are, are looking good, and I, I wouldn't begrudge them if they got into the top five or, or stayed in the Europa spots. But it's just to be honest, it's it's about us getting the job done and getting it over the line and getting this win, and then going to going to see. Not dismissing uh, Palace, but the job to be done. We didn't do the job yesterday, but there is seriously a job has to be done up against Palace at home to get us onto the next stage of playing City. Because let's be honest, we don't get a result against City or against Palace, and then we have to go play City. We put out again for another couple of games, and then not that there's much pressure on the squad because we're so far ahead, but 
you have to feel it. You, you only had to win two games to get it all job done. Now you've lost, you've drew one and you've drew another. Mm. It doesn't it doesn't bode well. But City are still putting teams to the sword as such. But it, like as you're saying, as Shani said, the 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 the, the mystical feeling of playing under the lights of Anfield on a Wednesday night doesn't bode. It could be playing in Brickfield Park under the lights and it's still eleven against eleven on the pitch. Yeah. Um, but again, it's 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 down to eleven v eleven, and hopefully Mo is back, Robertson is back, and we see a full strength eleven kick on. Yeah, God, the thing is, I mean, we're down to 20 points now, yeah? I mean, you know, think of a scenario whereby, you know, say we draw against Palace and then we go to City and lose and it's down to 15 points. Um, Like, we don't really want to start having this thing drag out, you know, onto Villa, then beyond that to Brighton, then on, you know, we, we just don't really want to go down that path. So for you, is Wednesday... Like purely about the result now, and not necessarily about performances. One hundred percent, yeah, um, yeah. You've just touched on something there in regards to psychological things. Like you know, we've we've had a loss. We've then gone on to you know, and albeit it was a let it go. Then we come into a draw yesterday, mm. um, through the break, which is no fault of anyone's in fairness, um, and it's tough to get that intensity and back in. But then if we, we go don't get a result on Wednesday night, you know, psychology, these things these things will chip away at players like from amateur to pros. This it happens. It's it's life. Um yeah. and you just hope that obviously Klopp and uh, all, all his team, you know, work on listen, as as it doesn't it doesn't have to be a, a, a flashy a performance on Wednesday. A one 0 win would do me. Get that three points in the bag, the players gain a bit of confidence from that and then go into City. You 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 lose on Wednesday and you're a bit you know the head starts going slightly and we only need need five points yeah I know I know Shani but you're just trying to you know just little psychological things and it it is five points but you don't want to you know getting shitty results for for the next few few games and you know it's the whole they're going on about our last few games the game the performance against Atletico at Anfield is probably our best performance of the season yeah yeah. It was and a great performance. Where the keeper killed us. Exactly. Yeah. was brilliant. Adrian wasn't. That was mm, the yeah. you know, and you get punished mm. at that level. Like let's don't let's not get dragged into this thinking that it's some sort of because that's what the media will do. They will. Someone said earlier, the media will use this as a platform to build City up going into next season mm. because they were already doing it yesterday. Carragher was talking a whole lot of show yesterday. Tyler again at a Shawnee three or four times within the space of twenty minutes. All he's all he spoke about was the how complicated it was getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said it before I come on stream. As fucking stupid as this sound, I don't think Klopp gives a box about Premier League nineteen and twenty anymore because yeah. he knows it's up and he's using it to get the jump on the next season. And mm-hmm. it's a simple. It's five points. Unless the whole fucking squad comes down with COVID and we end up leaving Kelleha, I'm not going to start worrying. Yeah, someone's just come in and said 15 points ahead versus Villa. I'd take that. I think we want it done. Surely we want it done before we have to take the pitch against Villa. I mean, the thing that, you know, the permutations are that if we, if we beat Palace on Wednesday, then essentially we, uh, we go into the City game just needing a draw to win the title. That's kind of, you know, how that would all shake down. So I think f- for us to just, you know, get the kind of, 
get a bit of mojo back. I think we do need to um, get these three points on Wednesday. And then I think the narrative gets nipped in the bud because I think the longer this drags out, not only the narrative about this season, but the narrative about next season will start to build because I do think this kind of nine games or 10 games in City's case um, is better suited to their their squad and what they can do. Um, you know, and especially as they've got to build momentum around trying to win the FA Cup, trying to win the Champions League and all that sort of stuff. Whereas our eyes are firmly on getting six points and just completely, you know, fixating ourselves on what the new season is going to be all about. But if I, if if we look if we look specifically at um I guess the rest of the league, how that's sort of shaping up. Any any surprises from you, Shawnee, so far about what you've seen on the on the on the games, the teams that have come back? I mean, in terms of say United, yeah. Spurs, Arsenal. Um, what's yeah. your wide wider view? I've been surprised by Sheffield since they come back. I think I didn't mm. expect them to fall off, um, mm. and I. Mm, Surprised, but not surprised at the same time at just how good Wolves are. I think Wolves are fucking brilliant. And I'd have them ahead of anyone else there to whip that fourth spot off Chelsea because they're so well managed. Um, we've seen a few managers get these five subs wrong. But to be honest, go back to yesterday. I think Klopp got the subs wrong yesterday, but I think his, his hand was forced a little bit with injuries. But with the leak... We can they can break you down. Wolves can break you down for seventy minutes, and then they can bring the likes of Neto and Troyare off the bench, and you're toast. And I think the fact that they'll be playing Europa League in August is massive mm. for them. Uh, mm. They have a solid defence. They have goals. They have a solid midfield. Uh, Wolves are fucking brilliant. I'm just delighted we've played them twice because they that would have been a nightmare of a game to have to play mm. them. Yeah, they're being tricky to have them on the uh, on the upcoming games, definitely. Yeah. Um, how 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 do you think Champions League's going to shake down, Paddy? I mean, Chelsea got off to a shaky start. Now they've got to play City. You know, they they could be dragged back into the pack. Um, do you think Champions League is still kind of up for grabs? Your mute oh, pads. Out of all the teams I've seen, Chelsea, Arsenal, Sport. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. United, I think Arsenal are the by far, like, <laughs> I won't even talk about them, they're that bad. They're just the mm, Arsenal backwards, no direction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spores look sluggish and leaderless, and I think it's down from the top. I think Harry Kane is probably the biggest thorn in Spores' side after Jose Mourinho. I think um, it's my it's my personal opinion that Kane is is finished. I've had me Shani has said it as well. Huh. Uh, just looks like he can't run. Just the chap looks like he's he's lost a yard of pace. 
26 years, 27 years of age, looks looks finished. Uh, United are looking decent, and uh, I, I, I hope people won't mind me saying that, um, but they're not nowhere near the finished article. I think, as we said on this 100 times before, I think um, stuff behind closed doors at Man United is, is starting to spill out onto the pitch and stuff like that. Players not happy and players on big wages and stuff like that. Out of all the teams, I think Chelsea have the best chance of getting somewhere because they're starting to gel. Young team, young manager, bit a bit a bit a little bit about them with the likes of Giroud. Giroud is quality, and I think if he was in Ar- if he was still at Arsenal, I think he'd be a big a big help to what Arsenal need. Um, but again, as Shani said, Wolves are looking decent. And they won't begrudge them being up there, but it's still all up for grabs, and, and no one has really picking up the ball and rammed it. It's Liverpool City, and the rest is just a mess when you look at the league. There's points to be got everywhere, especially yeah, with this yeah. with the, with with people's home advantage being nullified. It's even more so. It's even more so apparent now. So, yeah, still, I mean, one of the one of the players who um, has impressed um, has been Bruno Fernandes for United. Gar, I mean, what have you made of him? I mean, he does, he's one that we were obviously linked with and, you know, some people would have been happy to see him arrive at Anfield. What, what, what's been your view on him? I, I, I hate to say this, right, but I love him. Mm, mm. <laughs> uh, little, little cheeky dive the other night, but listen, you know, if, if he does that in a Liverpool short, we get a pen off and we get three points out of a game, we're, we're all cheering. And so it's easy for the press to jump on these things. Uh, there was a little thing on, on one of the matches days or whatever that we're trying to start uh, something about the player, but he's, he's quality. That's, there's no doubt about it. Um, there's, it looks like there's been no settling in period. Uh, he looks confident. Uh, he doesn't look too cocky. He, he's always shot. He seems to be always available for the ball. Um, and, and that sets out, you know, the world class players from from the average players, he's, mm. he's always got time on the ball. He, he's very dangerous. He, he may, he's made you know a tick. Let's be honest, since he, since he's come into that side, um. But you know, I, I just go back to that Wolves thing that Johnny spoke about. A, a well oiled machine, so much variation in, in their style of play. Can can bang it wide, can bang it up top, can can play the ball on the ground, have, have a lot of pace have a lot of variation in their attacking style. Um, and, and as a squad, they, they look the better squad if, if Chelsea go and lose to City now. What's mm. it, a gap of three or two points, is it? Mm. Um, to me, you know, the, you know well, I wouldn't put a past Wolves getting into that, breaking into that. I, I like Chelsea under Lampard. They play really nice stuff. A couple of good young players in there, but they're still naive at times due to that. Um, you know the, the younger lads, and listen, they have you know Kante and people in there as well to help them out. But to me, Wolves stand out, um, and and I hope you know uh, apart from Sheffield United, Wolves will be another you know will be one of them favourite sides that take on, adopt any day. Uh, great to watch, good manager, and and, and seem to have some, some very very decent players who you take any day in there. And Shawnee, we've seen some um, teams down the bottom. Struggling this weekend, um, West Ham, uh, Bournemouth. I mean, I, I was quite surprised with their lacklustre display. To be honest with you, I mean, did, did, that, that's that's going to be a fight till the end, isn't it? Yeah, well, the the bottom of the league from from fourth to sixth, seventh is bottlenecked, and I think you can go from twenty from from the bottom five. 
it's bottlenecked as well. Uh, Norwich I spent, Norwich I don't. Yeah, uh, definitely. But uh, Barmouth are in massive trouble. Uh, I think Villa have actually been unlucky in both of their games because mm. uh, they they played well for the 470 against Chelsea and then fell apart too quick for our goals. They were unlucky or lucky at Sheffield, whatever way you want to put it. West Ham, I hope West Ham go. Yeah, me too. Especially after all of the, you know, <laughs> all of the sort of tricks to try and get the thing voided. If West Ham go down, they'll never come back up. It's a Sunderland job. I think there's loads of overheads at the club now and they will be in massive trouble if they go down. Mm. And to be honest with you, I hope they fucking go down. Uh, yeah, I think Brighton, that's a big result for Brighton on the weekend. Mm. Uh, bit of steel coming back from behind. A uh, bit of controversy in the game. Uh, I really like Brighton's coach a lot. I like Graham Potter. I think he's a really good coach. Barmouth are fucked. I think in order to Barmouth are dead. <laughs> if you go up from... If you, it's between West Ham, Villa and Watford. And I think it's a scrap there. I think Barmouth just looks spent. Yeah. Me, me and Shawnee had a little debate about Bournemouth and Brighton there a few weeks back and I just think Bournemouth look banjo yeah. lads looking at them yesterday they look and I know Shawnee pointed out the Brighton's fixtures but that is a big big win for them yesterday a big win um, and, and a good win in fairness and your man, your man went about it really well after the match I thought yeah. <laughs> winding them up in fairness to him but yeah I think the bottom I said it to you yesterday right I think the bottom three stays as is yeah, so you, you still think want you West still Ham think to go down. there's only a point. You, you still think Villa haven't got enough to get away from that, no? There's just something about them that doesn't look right. Uh, looking at the weekend, the way, the way they play, that there's there's nothing to them. There's no substance to them, right? Just build really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, you, you take them out of the game and, and they look they look devoid of any creation. Um I just think they're awful to watch. Yeah, I'm just looking because I'm sure there's a big game on the last day of the season between two of those sides. Um, yeah, it is West Ham Villa on the last game of the season. And Chelsea, and, you know, well, so the last day of the season could be fucking brilliant. Yeah, the last, yeah, the last day of the season. That that could be, you know, what 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 Sky are, are looking for a Champions League decider and a and a relegation decider because. Um, I don't know. I think if if Villa could stay within those three points of West Ham going there on the last day of the season, I think Villa could potentially pull it pull it out of the hat, sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, uh, us us to one side. There's still, I guess, plenty of stuff, plenty of uh, things to be decided. So, look, we'll come. We'll just come back um, before we wrap up. Uh, coming up to the hour mark, so we'll we'll look to. Um, make some predictions uh, for Wednesday um, in terms of the team um, and obviously in terms of the results. So, Shawnee, for you, changes in terms of the start and 11 on Wednesday night? Uh, what, what do you see as the uh, as the start and 11? Um, it, it'll be Robertson hopefully back in. Uh, Van Dijk, Gomez, Trent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd Drop Fabinho. Yeah, I'd yeah. Drop Henderson in the, into the six where he played so well for the majority of the season. And I'd go with Wijnaldum, Keita, and then the three lads up top. 
Pretty much. That, 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 that's not far off full strength, really, is it? Yeah, Basically. Yeah. I take Fabinho out because, to be honest, I just think he, he seems to struggle coming back from breaks. So I to, bleed it, to bring him on the last 30 of a game probably wouldn't be uh, the worst thing to do. Uh, I'd, I'd rather drop Henderson into there because he looks like he hasn't there. Uh, his his level hasn't changed at all, and it'd be it'd be unfair on Kate to drop him after his his good fifty five minutes mm-hmm. in Goodison. I'd go with Wayne Allen, and then you just have to hope that the the front three are uh, are all fit and ready to go. Yeah, Paddy, if it came down to a choice of restoring uh, Robertson and Trent, or it came as a choice between that or having Salah back in the front three, which of those two would you prefer to have, one or I'd the rather, other? I'd rather Robinson and Trent in for the boys up top because I think our attacks start from our full-backs more so than anything else. Mm. I think the way we, as Shani said, we move teams around and it, 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 the diagonal is a big, big thing for us. And don't forget, we're playing, we are playing Palace and Palace will press us. Like They will put men behind the ball, but they will look to to try and nick it off us in certain situations. So that outlet that we, we is has worked for us so well over the last season, our last two seasons is is something that sets up our attacks from the back. So personally for me, I, I'd go with the lads at the back before I'd, I'd go with the lads at the front because I think there's more there's enough quality up there to, to get the job done in Firmino and Mane if Salah's not there. Where I think there's not enough quality in the back to get us going, if, if mm. that makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I I think looking at the game the weekend, I think I'd, I'd have to agree with Shani. I don't think you dropped. I don't think you leave out um, Katie, and I take I take Fabinho out. I leave Henderson in. If Robertson is fit, I start him. If not, he, um, he put Gomez back in and. I just don't want Lovren near anywhere near the oak. Leave him over in the container outside Everton's ground and let him get changed over there. Then I'm not playing again, saying it's a replay. But <laughs> um, it's just, it, it's for me, it, it, it's down to just trusting the manager. And he knows, as Johnny said, he has Zoe on next season already. And blooding these lads in, as they call it, is, is probably his main priority because this season is wrapped up. It's a formality, it's just a matter of when. Mm. So I'd like to see Naby start. Uh, Genie, Minamino, and Bobby and Manny up top and back four. If the if all the lads are fit, just the usual suspects. But I doubt, I doubt it. Um, I don't think if Robertson is not even on the bench, I doubt he'd be fully fit after four days of rest. So unless mm. it's just something he wanted to do and give him a full rest, or well, yeah, who knows? Who knows? We'll see on Wednesday. Yeah, um, Gar, I seen a shout there just come in um, for. Uh, Hendo, Genie, and Ox as the three in midfield. I mean, I, I didn't think Ox looked too bad when he came on. Actually, um, I think he comes on. Does he come on a half time for Minamino? Does he? Yeah. So he gets forty. He gets forty. He shares a forty-five minutes as well. So, I mean, what would you say around Ox starting on Wednesday? I'm well, a big fan. Big fan of Ox. But as, as Shawnee said, I think Kate is. He was good yesterday. Um, he didn't have a lot in front of him at times. I thought um, in regards to space for for players to break into from. Uh, I think I think he goes with Kate again. He seems to have run, run along that way. Um, so I think he starts. I think I'd, I'd love to see Henderson. I thought Fabinho was was slow at the start. Yes, he seemed to get into it, but. 
and um, we've seen him before before the the break stuck as well. He he was he was poor, and um, when when that came again, and um, so Henderson all day and there I, I go with Sean. He's you know and as as you've touched on your forward or your back line, and I take your, the back line all day. That's what that's what sets the tone for us as a side at the moment, and and our, our attacking full backs are you know are world class. Have them in all day. They'll create chances all day for you. Yeah. So. Um... Look, I've, I mean, my theory in all this is that we're probably not going to see the full, the proper 11, the first 11 lads until City and he's going to give minutes to everyone, um, in the meantime. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I think he's gearing this all up for us to win this at the Etihad. And I think that's probably the most fitting way for us to win it now. So what I'll ask you for is predictions, um, Predictions for the game on Wednesday and a prediction of um, the game um, where we clinch this league, Shawnee. Uh, 3-1 Wednesday. 3-1 to Liverpool or to Palace? Towards Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. Um, I think we win at the Etihad. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm, Etihad. Yeah. I'm Paddy. Yeah, well, it would be great if Chelsea get a result on Thursday and they had the clappers on. That would oh, be brilliant. Oh, I don't. I still. I'm still not into this whole winning it when we're not playing Malarkey. I want. I want to see them out there. No, no. Don't give a bollocks. Just win it. <laughs> just win it. <laughs> just win it. How we would have been winning it off the back of a fucking Premier League statement to say that the league wasn't going ahead. So I don't give a bollocks now. Yeah. No, I have to agree. Like, I couldn't care if we won in the Oilac Centre as Gav does say. <laughs> but, like, it, it, it'd be... It wouldn't be... It'd be kind of demoralising to see the clappers onto the pitch in a way because I think... Remember they beat us in the FA Cup that time? Klopp made the players watch them lift the trophy. And it was kind of a little thing as if to say, when you, when you lose, you have to watch the other team win and it stays with you forever. Yeah. And I think that's something that would kind of be a little kick in the bollocks to Pep saying you have to clap us onto the pitch you had your season last year and you've won it by a point and stuff like that but we've absolutely blitzed you out of, out of the water here and now you's, we're getting our guard of honour out because teams have had to do it for, over the years for Manchester United and all Arsenal will see you clap a Manchester United onto the pitch so be right only for it'd be a fitting tribute for us to be clapped onto the pitch by Guardiola and the boys um, although they'd be probably gritting through that heat giving out but listen I'll take it anywhere I'll take it on the back of a 77 egg or in the oil act I don't give a shit mm-hmm. just trophy me see us next season and good luck to so my prediction for Wednesday would be I think we win 2-0 on Wednesday um, I think it's I, Palace starting on the beach as some people as we were saying earlier on I think Palace will come and play and it'll suit us that they come and play they won't sit behind the ball and um, hopefully if Chelsea get a result against City which I don't see um, I see us going to and winning 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 it comfortably in, in City's ground I don't think City will be up for it I just think that City will have one eye on the Champions League whenever it gets going again and they'll be like left fucking Liverpool have that day and stuff like that so that's the way I see it so 2-0 at home to uh, Palace and 2-0 away to City that's my prediction 
Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think the one thing we've got to remember by the time we get to play City, I think that'll be their fifth game back mm-hmm. uh, because they'll have had, obviously, the game in hand, the cup game. So um, some of them players are probably going to start seeing the effects of playing those minutes, mm-hmm. even though they've been doing a, a reasonable amount of rotation. So I'm, I'm actually... I'd be more confident of us going and winning at the Etihad than I would against Palace, in all honesty. But what's your yeah. um, prediction, uh, Gar, for, for Wednesday night and when we're... I'm going to go 3-1 with Johnny. Yeah, I think he's bang on. We gain a lot of confidence from that. And then I think we go into the City game, look, look raging bulls. Um, we, we become more intense. Uh, hopefully, uh, they pick up more injuries. Hopefully, Aguero's got a broken foot. Um, <laughs> <hopefully>. <laughs> um but now, Sergio, I think we gain we'll, we'll gain a lot of uh, confidence from from beating Palace. We go into that like Bulls wanting to win it, want to end this all, and um, yeah, I think we, we we win it from there. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, my prediction is that we will edge Palace uh, out two one. Um, by the way, it wouldn't surprise me if it ends up something like a two two draw, but two one will be my prediction, and then I think we'll. Uh, We'll go to City and we'll uh, finish off the job um, and celebrate it. Um, so when would that be again? It's a week on Wednesday, isn't it? It's a week on Wednesday. Yeah, Thursday, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's well, it's on the Thursday, is it? Yeah, yeah. a quarter past eight or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, look, we uh, we could have been champions. Um, we could have actually been champions tonight if things would have gone um, in a different direction. But um, it's keeping us waiting. So all that's left for me to say is um, there is a competition that's running at the moment. There's two ways to win. Uh, you can follow uh, 1892 Attire uh, on Instagram. Um, there are sponsors who are giving away uh, a T-shirt in this competition, or you can follow uh, the LFC Day Trippers on Hot Mike using the invite code LFCDT. So we will be back uh, with you uh, next Monday uh, for another club. Uh, Gav will be no doubt with you after uh, the game on Wednesday night uh, with Keith and maybe one other guest in all likelihood. Um, so just uh, for me to say thanks to uh, the two Lawsons. Thank you, Dico. Cheers. And thanks to Gar. Um, thanks, lads. Yeah. We, Pleasure. We've come, we've come to you live from uh, the most exclusive bedrooms in Dublin tonight <laughs> um, and my kitchen. So um, we will speak to <laughs> you all next week. Summer's coming, Washington, D.C., and so are pesky mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin your backyard fun. Call your local True Green experts for True Green Mosquito Defense. This science-based treatment will help control mosquitoes in your yard within 24 hours and keep your family and pets comfortable all season long. Save 50% on your first mosquito service by visiting TrueGreen.com summer or call 877-629-0092. Say goodbye to mosquitoes and hello to the perfect outdoor space for summer. Call True Green. Green today. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.